welcome to Spanish Answers, a podcast that gives you unas llavitas claves as you unlock your Spanish language adventure. I'm your host, Sarah, with Language Answers, and today in episode 53, we'll be talking about this, that, these, and those. Do you ever get confused as to which Spanish word, este or esa, means this or that? Then today's episode is for you. And due to the hectic nature that this past week has been, the cultural tip will focus on three fun Spanish sayings. So let's begin. Just a quick note that this blog does include an affiliate link to Amazon. What this means, in essence, is that at no extra charge to you, I receive a small commission if you choose to purchase the product using my link. Now, I only recommend products this way that I have bought and used myself and that I found useful. So, let's continue. What is a demonstrative adjective? Well, to put it bluntly, this, that, these, and those are what you call demonstrative adjectives, or, as they say in Spanish, adjetivos demonstrativos. Now, in Spanish, they use them in a similar way, right? point to this or you point to that but with a few exceptions so let's begin with this in spanish this would be este or esta and that's what you would say when you want to refer to something very close to you either you are holding it or it is right next to you or if you're referring to a location it is where you are at generally remember since they are adjectives Los demonstrativos must agree with the subject in quantity and gender. So you would use este for all singular masculine nouns and esta for all singular feminine nouns. And we'll discuss the plural in a little bit. So here are some examples of este and esta. This cheeseburger is delicious. Esta hamburguesa con queso es deliciosa. And that's esta because hamburguesa is singular and feminine. This room is too small. Este cuarto es demasiado pequeño. Este, because cuarto is singular and masculine. Does this dress come in blue? Este vestido viene en azul. Again, este, because vestido is singular and masculine. As weird as it is that dress is a masculine singular noun. Where did you buy this shirt? ¿Dónde compraste esta camisa? Esta, because camisa is singular and feminine. So, esta hamburguesa, este cuarto, este vestido, and esta camisa. One thing to note with the word esta. The stress, or the emphasis, is on the first syllable rather than the second, as it is with esta, which is the third person singular, you know, he, she, or usted, for the verb estar. Can you hear that difference? Ella está en el aula. Esta hamburguesa es deliciosa. Esta and está. Esta and está. Anyways, moving on, let's talk about that. So in Spanish, that would be ese or esa. And you use this when you want to refer to something that's farther away from you. For something that's nearish, but you aren't holding it, or you have to point a little bit to mark it, or if someone else is holding it, or it's lying away from you, things like that. So examples of ese and esa would be, that cheeseburger looks gross. 
Esa hamburguesa con queso parece asquerosa. That room is much bigger. Ese cuarto es mucho más grande. Does that dress come in blue? Ese vestido viene en azul. Where did she buy that shirt? ¿Dónde compró esa camisa? So, esa hamburguesa, ese cuarto, ese vestido, and esa camisa. Now, just a tip here. Do you struggle to remember which Spanish word means which demonstrative? I did. So, I came up with a mental trick. In English, this only has one T in it. There is one T in this and two T's in that. And in Spanish, este has only one T, and there's one in este, and zero in ese. So they both line up, as it were. This and este both only have one T in them. So I hope that helps. If it doesn't have one T in it, then you know that it means that. Now let's talk about aquel and aquella, which is a unique thing to Spanish. It's something really cool about Spanish, is that it actually linguistically distinguishes between things that are sort of far away from the speaker and things that are really far away. For things kind of far, you use ese and esa, but for things really far, you use aquel and aquella. In English, you have to use intonation. I want that apple versus no, I want that apple. Really pointing while you do that too, right? So here are some examples of aquel and aquella. That cheeseburger, way over there, looks gross. Aquella hamburguesa con queso parece asquerosa. That far away room is much bigger. Aquel cuarto es mucho más grande. Does that dress hanging up way over there come in blue? Aquel vestido viene en azul. Where did she buy that shirt? You know, the one hanging up across the hallway. ¿Dónde compró aquella camisa? So, aquella hamburguesa, aquel cuarto, aquel vestido, and aquella camisa. Let's talk about the plural of these and those. The plural is really easy. To make it for the feminine demonstratives, esta, esa, and aquella, just add an S. For example, these cheeseburgers are delicious would become Estas hamburguesas con queso son deliciosas. Where did she buy those shirts? ¿Dónde compró esas camisas? Those cheeseburgers, way over there, look gross. Aquellas hamburguesas con queso parecen asquerosas. Estas hamburguesas, esas camisas, and aquellas hamburguesas. See, really simple, just add an S. To make este an ese plural, you delete the last E and add an OS, OS. For example, these rooms are too small. Estos cuartos son demasiado pequeños. Do those dresses come in blue? Esos vestidos vienen en azul. Now, to make aquel plural, you just add L-O-S. So, some examples. Those faraway rooms are much bigger. Aquellos cuartos son mucho más grandes. Do those dresses hanging up way over there come in blue? Aquellos vestidos vienen en azul. Aquel becomes 
aquellos. Now, use as pronouns. You can actually use these demonstratives as pronouns, such as in this sentence, this is not the book I wanted. This would be the pronoun. When you do this, you still need the gender and quantity to match the noun it is representing in Spanish. So in the example sentence I just gave you, the Spanish translation would be, este no es el libro que quería. You use este because libro is singular and masculine. If you were to say instead, these are not the photos I wanted, you would say, estas no son las fotos que quería. When used this way, these are called los pronombres demostrativos. Now, when you use them as pronouns, it used to be that you were supposed to add an accent mark on the E, the first one. That is, este, esta, ese, esa, estos, estas, and so on and so forth. And then with aquel, again, the first E, so aquel, aquella, aquellos, aquellas, right? That first and really only E would get an accent mark. Now, this was to help distinguish them as pronombres demonstrativos. I personally prefer this style of writing as it was the way I was taught. However, the RAE or the RAI or the Real Academia Española recommended in 2013 getting rid of the accent mark. This has had mixed results as many people, such as myself, continue writing with the distinguishing accent mark and view this suggestion as a mistake. And I've included two links here to actually people talking about this mistake and how back in 2020, the RAE kind of walked it back, making it merely a suggestion rather than a rule. At least that's my understanding of what the article is saying. Now, apparently this was quite a hot topic of debate, dropping the accent mark or keeping it. And it definitely seems to have been a badge of honor for several people that they never stopped using the accent mark, even though it supposedly, quote unquote, was a rule that the RAE got rid of, but it is no longer a hard and fast rule. So do what you would like, but the accent mark still needs to go over the E. So some other uses. If you're wondering why there's no mention of esto, eso, and aquello, or maybe you're surprised that these words actually exist in Spanish after all, that's because these words actually have different uses. But that is for a different episode, not today's episode. So just keep in the back of your mind that esto, eso, and aquello do exist, but they are used differently. Another use thing that I'd like to talk about is latter and former. So in Spanish, este and aquel, again with the accent marks, and their feminine and plural counterparts act as the equivalent to our former and latter. So for example, Mary is my sister and John is my brother. The former was born in Colorado and the latter in Texas. So in other words, Mary was born in Colorado and John in Texas because former refers to the first noun mentioned and latter to the second. But in Spanish, it's the reversed. So they would say, Mary es mi hermana y John es mi hermano. Este nació en Texas y aquella en Colorado. So in Spanish, you would use este or esta always, well, generally it comes first and it refers to the closest noun in the sentence. So you'll notice este nació en Texas 
John is the closest noun to este. So, este is referring to John. But aquel or aquella comes last and it refers to the farthest noun. So in this example, it refers to Mary. Really interesting difference there. And that wraps up our episode on this, that, these, and those. I didn't have time this week to delve into the Argentinian holidays, so hopefully we can get to that in two weeks and just kind of carry on with our normal cultural tip routine. But instead, today we're going to talk about three fun Spanish phrases. The first two phrases are from the book Gramática para la Composición by M. Stanley Whitley and Luis González. And the links that I've included for that book are affiliate links to Amazon because I love this book. And the last phrase comes from a page by Fluent U. And of course, I have included that link as well as all other resource episode resource links in the show notes for this episode. So number one, ni son enchiladas. Translation, it is not like making enchiladas. Or a little bit more literal, it is not even enchiladas. So what this basically is equivalent to in English is it's not that easy. Number two is trágame tierra. Translation, swallow me earth. As we would say in English, I wish the ground would just swallow me up. So this is a phrase you use when you are super, super embarrassed. And lastly, number three, me pica el bagre. Translation, that catfish is biting me. So weird and so great. As we would say in English, I am so hungry, or I'm so hungry I could eat a horse, which I guess is a little bit of a weird phrase, but in my mind, it makes more sense to say I'm so hungry I could eat a giant animal rather than the catfish is biting me. But there you have it. Ni son enchiladas, trágame tierra, and me pica el bagre. I challenge you to use those in your everyday life at some point in this coming two weeks and if you do, please let me know. Well, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources I used for this episode. If you would prefer to read an approximate transcription of today's episode, you can also visit the episode's blog. I would love to help you on your Spanish journey, so if you have any questions about Spanish culture or grammar, or if you need a personal tutor or language consultant for your business, you can reach me at contact at languageanswers.com or visit my website for more information at www.languageanswers.com. Remember, learning a language is a lifelong journey. Aprovechalo, disfrútalo y compártelo. See you in two weeks! Hasta luego!